What is up, everybody? Welcome into Tide Talk Live, the special live edition of the show, powered by the Believe Network. Stacy Blackwood, joined as always by my good buddy Jake Thomas. Jake, how's it going on this Wednesday evening? Doing great, man. Excited to talk about this game. You know, we haven't really had a chance to talk about it yet, so we're going to dive into it here. And I, I'm excited to hear your comments. I'm sure you're excited to hear about mine as well. Yeah, no doubt. Excited to hear from, from you guys in the chat as well. Mm -hmm. Steven, Justin, Ben, good to have you guys already. Please, if you're watching right now, jump in the chat and let us know your thoughts on this matchup. We're not really going to have uh, much of a you know detailed layout of the show. We just want to talk Alabama-Michigan and, and our thoughts and opinions on the matchup. So we're going to do that. We're going to allow you to do that as well. You know how we'd like to do on the show. We'd like to involve our viewers and our listeners, so make sure you do jump in there in the live chat. If you're not already, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, and if you happen to be watching the replay of the show, uh, jump in the comment section and give us your thoughts there. All, we're also free and available wherever you find podcasts. So, Jake, without any further ado, this Alabama-Michigan matchup in the Rose Bowl for the semifinals of the college football playoff, just your initial thoughts on this matchup and what you're looking forward to most about this matchup. Well, if I want to start off by saying, Stacey, it kind of got a little bit more interesting today. Uh, I don't know if you saw Jim Harbaugh's comments about uh, Jalen Milrow, but he said he's just a more polished uh, Alex Orgy, which is their backup quarterback. So, I mean, Jim, you've been in this forever now, and, and you know how you know how these things work. You do not give Alabama any kind of bulletin board material to uh, to give give them any life in, in a game or more life in the game per se, and you just did. You talking about our quarterback and and uh, man, you know that that is the wrong thing to do because if if somebody's got a point to prove, I think it's going to be Jalen Miller in this game. And and initially, I think he's going to have a big game. I, I really do. So uh, I, I'm excited. Uh, I think the offensive line is going to come and, and show up and show out like they have. Uh, you know, the last four to five weeks in the season. And uh, the defense is just going to be special like they have been all season. So, man, it's it, it can't get here quick enough, man, honestly. Dude, it feels like it has been six months since I've been the last played a football game and won the SEC championship. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking to looking forward to the matchup, Jake. I, I think this is a game where uh, w when you look at the two teams, Michigan is, is built a lot like Alabama and Georgia, except they don't have the dudes that Alabama and Georgia have, especially on the perimeter. Look – Michigan's a good team. I don't want to take anything away from those guys. But Michigan has not faced an athlete at quarterback like Jalen Milrow all season. And mm -hmm. that's no fault of their own. There is no other athlete at the quarterback position like Jalen Milrow outside of Jaden Daniels. Right. So it's just – it's a totally different animal. You can't prep for it. I don't care who you have back there. You're not going to imitate what Jalen Milrow can do from the quarterback position. Not only his ability to run the ball, but be able to hit the play-action pass deep down the field – He's starting to understand the nuances of playing the position, and he just gets better and better every time he drops back to pass the football, Jake. And I just – I'm with you. It seems a little odd for Harbaugh to kind of poke the bear there and and, and mention that he's just a little bit more polished version of their backup quarterback. <laughs> I mean, good grief. I don't think their backup quarterback has, you know, 12 starts or, you know, 10 to 12 starts in the SEC or won the SEC championship over the number one team in the Georgia Bulldogs. So, mm -hmm. I just I don't understand that philosophy or that thought process from Jim Harbaugh. But, you know, Michigan hadn't been able to help themselves. They run their mouth this entire time leading up to this game. I mean, you look at what former offensive lineman Tyler Mwan said, you know, Michigan's going to win by double digits. I mean, he, he acts like Alabama's chopped liver. 
<laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know what he's been watching. I don't know if he's even watched one single snap of Alabama football all season long. But if he has, he's just not being truthful. Well, the thing about it is a lot of these teams remember or a lot of these people remember how the team was in the USF game. I mean, that was week three. And then the week before that, you know, Texas beat us by 10. Okay, big whoop. Texas is in the college football playoff just like Alabama is now. What happened at the after the, the South Florida game? Alabama got on the roll. They, you know, as good as, as you know, Ole Miss's offense is, Alabama held them to 10 points. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and I think Alabama held them to the lowest yardage all, all season. I'm not sure what in that Georgia game. I'm not sure how, how that worked out. Uh, it might have been Alabama and, and Georgia might have been 1-2 in that aspect. But, I mean, and then ten, uh, Tennessee, you know, we, we was down at half, come back and, and had a huge surge in one, you know, uh, Took a half, but we we slowed down Jaden Daniels, and and unfortunately he got hurt. But a lot of people talk about well, if he was in that game all four quarters, that third quarter, I mean, he was on the field I think five times and only scored one touchdown. So, I mean, Alabama and Jalen Miller have gotten better each and every game since that South Florida game, and I guess people just quit watching that, you know, at that point. But you got to watch the entire season. Yeah, you bring up a good point there. I think that that like you said, most fans and analysts and, and whatever you want to call them around the country kind of stopped keeping up with Alabama after that South Florida game, Jake. They mm -hmm. saw them get beaten week two by Texas, mm -hmm. and then they see them lay an egg and, and barely beat a, a South Florida team, who, by the way, did go to a bowl game. and They wouldn't <laughs> chop livers. I mean, they right. were just the worst team ever. But no. um, they, they see them struggle against them, and they just write them off. They're done. They, they, they think Alabama's, you know, they're dead, buried, and gone. And – what they didn't see if they stopped watching and stopped keeping up was like you mentioned the growth that this team showed right and and the maturity the leadership that that they had within that locker room the the coaching ability of coach Saban and got to give Tommy Reese some some respect and, and and Kevin Steele as well and and the way that coaching staff was able to kind of gel get together work out all the kinks and develop this team into one of the best teams in college football and and if you're one of those fans or, or analysts from from you know that's not associated with Alabama and you just stop watching this team after week three then you've missed one of the most incredible developments of a team that you're going to see and 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 Jake right now I think Alabama has the momentum more than anybody else heading into the playoff they're the team that is you can legitimately say has gotten better and better and better you know, mm -hmm. Texas has had a few bumps in the roads along, along the way since week two or week three. You know, Michigan, they just haven't played enough good teams or enough teams that have a pulse on offense to know what they're really made of. Mm -hmm. And we know what Michigan has done in the past against Georgia's and Alabama's and SEC caliber teams in these either playoff or bowl game matchups. They lay an egg. I think Jim Harbaugh, has he won one bowl game as Michigan's coach? I don't think he has. So I just I just think if you if you throw all that in there, Jake, you you have to look at this game and, and think, man, I, I just uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trina says Dave Portnoy posted on X he's betting oh a million on Michigan to win. My gosh, my he's about to lose a million. I'm sorry, that is that is. I'm glad you got that kind of money to throw around like that, but that's just stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just uh, that's ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I, I want to try to get to the comments. Mm -hmm. Michigan fans and former players just keep providing bulletin board material. Bama is battle-tested all season. Michigan played OSU and some other teams. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, if you look at like their September schedule, Jake, my gosh, it was like Bowling Green, UNLV, Rutgers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the best team they played in the first month was Rutgers. I yeah. mean, think about that. Yeah, six and six Rutgers. Yeah, I, mean, I think they were five yeah. and seven. They was five and seven. That's right because they didn't. They kind of struggled there in the end, but. Yeah, I Jim Harbaugh is 0-2 in the college football era. And that's the thing. Last year, he got beat by TCU, who went on to play the national championship game and got embarrassed by Georgia. I mean, that's pretty bad when you got beat by TCU, who went on to get absolutely destroyed, you know, in, in the college in the national championship game. I just yeah. tell you something. Yeah, I, I'm not sure Harbaugh's ever won a big game in his life. I mean, I don't know if he has. I mean, besides Ohio State, and that's just a robbery game. You know, yeah, I mean, I'm true. talking about on a yeah. national scale. No, he hasn't. I don't think he has. Yeah, I mean, you, you go back to the Verbo Citrus Bowl a couple of years ago and, and Alabama beats him, what was it, probably by a couple of touchdowns at least yeah. in the Citrus Bowl. Yeah. I think they I mean, got 16 to 14 at halftime. I think Michigan had a lead. And then I, I don't think they scored, scored in the second half. They didn't score in the second half. And that's the thing, Stacey. Their offense is set up to run the ball because they have they have two great running backs. But mm-hmm. what is Alabama's defense set up to do? It is to stop the run. Now I, I know, and everybody also talks about. Well, they had to have a miracle against against Auburn to win. Everybody in the southeast and knows about the the Iron Bowl knows that game is weird in Jordan Hare every single year. I mean, any any SEC school that goes to Jordan Hare. It's just a weird time that they struggle. I don't know what it is. Like I said before, that is going to bulldoze that that you know stadium down and rebuild it off of that Indian barrel ground or whatever. But they, you know, it just it's just a weird moment. But but what happened at the end? Alabama won, and then the week after that, they they beat Georgia, who was on a twenty nine game winning streak or had a chance to get twenty nine games. And honestly, I don't care what the final score says. Alabama dominated that game after that first series when Georgia went down to score the ball. Well, look, I, I get so sick of people bringing up close wins for teams. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is across the board because people, for some reason, don't bring up the fact that Michigan barely escaped Maryland. Right. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if, if we want to talk about Alabama barely escaping Auburn, we got to talk about Michigan barely escaping Maryland, who, by the way, Maryland and Auburn play each other, correct, in the ballgame? Correct, yep. But Talia's not playing, so that They're changes some things. But, yeah. Um, but I, I just – Look, Michigan has not played like yet. Somebody, Michigan's opponents don't measure up to what Alabama's faced. Alabama faced the fifth toughest schedule in college football. I think Michigan was around 35th, something right. like that. Mm-hmm. So, look, ske- schedule strength should matter when you look at t- it teams and what they've accomplished throughout the season. And, you know, I think that's, you know, you, you could make the point, make the argument that's part of the reason Alabama's in this playoff because of the, of the schedule that they faced and was able to get through with a 12 and 1 record with an SEC championship win. Right, exactly. And, and going off of, of still saying in this game, you know, talking about the defense, the the growth of the defensive line this year has been the, the one of the turning points of this team, I feel like, Stacey, you know, just how great they, they have been in the, this season. Yeah, I think <laughs> if you look at turning, what what's made a different, the biggest differences in this team, I think there's, there's three primary things. Obviously, it all starts with the fact that Jalen Milrow really ascended into uh, a playmaker at the quarterback position. Yep. But then the offensive line got better. 
And also, like you mentioned, I, I think the, the defensive line, when I mean the defensive line, I mean guy, and I think who you mean as well is guys like Justin Aboy B, mm-hmm. you know, Tim Smith, Jaheim Otis, uh, Jamarian Latham, Tim Keenan, those type guys stepped up and played at the level that Alabama needed them to play. Right. And I think, like you mentioned, that also helped. And and it and it helps when you got the back end like Alabama has with Kool-Aid, Terion, Downs, Key, Malachi Moore. When you have those type of guys – in the back end of your defense, it makes it easier to play up front. It's it's a team sport for a reason. I mean, it mm-hmm. whenever when when guys are playing well on all three levels, it makes you it makes your team that much better. Yeah, absolutely, Stacy. This team, like you said, they're coming in. They they've got all the momentum right now. They're 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 you know riding that wave. And I just don't see. I mean, there is a way Michigan can win this game if Alabama just comes out flat and, and just struggles. I just don't see that happening. Everything that that Saban has said so far. Practice has been great. Looks like Jace is 100% healthy, which is which is going to be key in this game. I feel like uh, I feel like having three or four deep running backs stable, like we've got, you know, especially in the second half. You know, the second half we really get the momentum going, running the ball. So, and that just helps Jalen Milrow open up the, the passing game. Yeah, and and that kind of leads me to what I wanted to ask next. I, I want to ask you. I want to ask the, the folks in the chat it, if Alabama doesn't win this game, what is the reason why? I think it's just uh, execution. You know, I just feel like it's execution. And that that's really the, the biggest thing for Alabama is executing. And, I mean, talent-wise, you know, it's probably Alabama and Georgia neck and neck. But other than that, there's a big gap in between. And it's just be honest, guys. There's a big gap. And uh, so, talent-wise, Alabama should be able to just just do whatever they want to against Michigan. And, I mean, that's just the truth about it. Yeah, I'm with you. I think you know Ben says discipline, execution, yes. and and you know that's kind of the you know it's cliche, but there's a reason they're called cliches. It's because right. it's true. I mean, it's mm-hmm. what it is, what it is. But just to kind of add on to that, Jake, if if Alabama if Alabama gets in a situation where they're just completely unable to run the football, mm-hmm. it, it would change the game because you know Michigan has a guy who's got five interceptions on the season. He's a, he's a veteran player. Uh, they got a couple good pass rushers, so you know if it gets if Alabama's in a situation where they have to throw the ball a lot, you know maybe that that turns turns ugly for Alabama. But you know it's just at this point in the season, if Alabama was able to do what they did against Georgia up front in that game, I, I don't see those guys struggling against Michigan. No. I'm not saying Michigan's not going to play well and make it tough on Alabama. I'm just saying. For four quarters over sixty minutes, I'm not sure Michigan can hold up. Right, I, I don't think they can either. You know, it, it may be close at halftime, kind of like that Citrus Bowl a few years ago was. But the second half is when Alabama exerts its dominance, and they have done that all season long. You know, they they I've I've talked about it several times on here, Stacy. They weather that first half storm, and they go in, they make the adjustments, and that's another thing. This coaching staff, you talked about it. Making the the second half adjustments has been critical for this this season as well. I mean they they they're one of the best teams that Justin come out of halftime for sure. Yeah, and that's coaching, Jake. I mean mm-hmm. that's just that's just Coach Saban, uh, his staff, and the, and their ability to see what's going on in the field, what's working, what's not working, and to make the adjustments. And then credit to the players for being able to have enough, you know, 
I don't know what the word would be. Just, just, just the ability. I mean, I think that's an ability to 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 adapt within the game and adapt within a game plan and and change what needs to be changed. And you know, they uh they they've done a great job in second half of games. I mean, you look at what happened against Texas in that fourth quarter. Alabama enters the fourth quarter against Texas with a lead. Yeah, and then Texas just blows them out of the water in the in the right. last fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. But since that game, Jake. This Alabama team has made a concentrated, concentrated effort to be a second half team and really kind of, you know, like a python, just kind of clamp down and, and just suck su- suffocate the life out of teams in the second half. And uh I, I just have all the faith that Coach Saban and his staff can do that again against Michigan. Yeah, I agree, Stacey. Did, I, I like Ben's comments. So the coach staff this year has grown to become one of the best in Tuscaloosa and a few. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I, I think, look, and I think a lot of times we get on coaches for, for you know, for this or that or whatever you want to call it. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have fired Pete Golden, but I do think that the type of kids and the mentality they have also affects that. Right. There's no question Alabama has talent every single year at all positions. There's no mm-hmm. question. But what's up here matters. And if the players don't have what it takes up here – I don't care if you have the greatest coach of all time. You're not going to achieve what you can achieve if the players or even the coaches don't have the right mindset. So right. Uh, I, it's it's easy to point fingers at coaches when things don't go well, but I think it's important to remember that, you know, if guys don't have the right mindset on the field, then, then you know, it don't matter who the coach is. Yeah, I agree, Stacey. Uh, Tristan Bryant said, Roll Tide, Bama fam. I've been waiting for the show. Appreciate that. That means a lot to us. Uh, no doubt. We, it's, yeah. it, we've we've wanted to do stuff, guys. There's just a lot going on right now. Obviously, the holidays and some other personal stuff going on as well. So mm-hmm. uh, just one of those things. That we're, we're here now. So glad, yeah. glad, glad you're with us, Tristan and, and Ben and Trina, Devin, yeah. Cassidy. Good to, good to have you with us, Cassidy. Steven's with us. Uh, Caitlin was with Caitlin's us. Caitlin's with us. Uh, yeah. My goodness. Bobby. Yeah. Bobby. Bob. Justin. So, yeah. yeah, guys, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Um, Trying to think where I wanted to go with this next, Jake. Uh, I guess let's look at this this way, Jake. If Now that Jace McClellan is, is healthy, what do you think that does to the running back rotation? Because I really like the way Alabama used Jam Miller in the SEC Championship game. Do you think they still use him that way, even with a healthy Jace McClellan? I think they do. I mean, there, there's, there's a play, you know, plays set up for Jim Miller in this offense for sure. Um, and and also Roy Dell. I, I feel like Roy Dell played really, really, you know, run. He's always been the one that r- runs really, really hard uh, on this team. And and having Jace back, just that leadership, uh, and it being his, you know, his last couple of games at Alabama, he's feel like he's going to come out and, and have an attitude about him and running the ball. But, man, that, you know, that uh, what they call it, a wheel route with, with, with Jam Miller was a thing of beauty. So I'm hoping we get to see that a few more times because I feel like Jam Miller can be a threat, you know, in the passing attack uh, out of the backfield for sure. And uh, that that may lead to a key touchdown in this game. Yeah. I'll, you know, and I want to be fair to Jace mm-hmm. because – the dude's been a good player for Alabama for four seasons now. Dealt with some injuries, uh, you know, all throughout his career. And excuse me, to give him, you know, kind of the benefit of the doubt early on in the season when he had fresh legs and he was healthy, 
the offensive line wasn't great. Right. Then as a season, you know, built up and went along, he became not so fresh and not so healthy. And that's when the offensive line started playing well. Mm-hmm. So now that he's had some time to, to get healthy and be fresh, and by all indications, he's basically close to 100% as you can be at this point in time. You know, I think we see a good Jace McClellan. Mm-hmm. I mean, and when I talk a good Jace McClellan, this is a guy who's broke an 80-yard touchdown against Texas last year, mm-hmm. broke an 80-yard touchdown as a true freshman against Arkansas. A, a guy who has home run ability, and, and now with this improved offensive line play, and now that he's healthy, you know, we may see the best of Jace McClellan that we might have ever seen. I mean, mm-hmm. if we're just being honest, because – He's been banged up a lot in his time at Alabama. And then, like I mentioned, at the beginning of the season, when he was healthy for once, mm-hmm. the offensive line was a work in progress, and they were not there yet. There was no Jaden Roberts. Caden Proctor was making his first, second, and third starts of the season. So, right. you know, he was you know, he was a deer in the headlights. Uh, Seth McLaughlin was struggling, both snapping the ball and blocking. I think all those guys are better now. Mm-hmm. And if Jace is healthy – He's obviously a great option to have because he's experienced. He's played a lot of football. He's got home run ability. And, and, and you know, you pair him with what Rodell can do kind of between the tackles, get you three or four yards every time he carries it. And then the big play ability, you know, out of the backfield in the passing game of a Jamarian Miller, uh, th- this backfield, that trio has a chance to do some big things. And I think they could, they could be a, a instrumental part of Alabama winning a national championship. I agree, Stacey. And and one other thing I want to say a lot more of, um, it may be more next year, but I would love to see Kendrick Law in the backfield, you know, have a two tight end or two running back set and have him as one of the one of the running backs out there because you know, he's got big playability every time you get the ball to him. So I feel like when you get him involved more in the offense uh, moving forward, because you know, like I said, he he can he can take off, you know, he's got some daggum jets, man. He he's just a Great, great guy. Yeah, it's it's good to have Jace back. Um, I hope he yep. comes out on fire. I do too. <clears throat> yeah, having having Jace as an option makes a strong makes the running back room stronger for sure. Um, ben thinks so as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you mentioned Kendrick Law. Kendrick Law is one of my favorite dudes on the team. Oh team. man, I know it. I mean that that guy, he blocks his tail off. Mm-hmm. If he touches the ball, I mean, they, they say he's actually the fastest guy on the team. I wouldn't doubt it at all. Said, so, you know, he can <laughs> score anytime he touches the ball. And, huh. you know, he had a touchdown call back against Auburn. I, I'm waiting for them to come back to that. That's going to yeah. come back. There's going to yeah. be some different variants of that as well. So, I think I, I'll be honest with you. If there's two guys to me offensively who could kind of be breakout players in the CFP, it would be Kendrick Law and Jan Miller. Because I, I think those are I think those are two guys that the coaching staff sees that are home run makers, home run touchdown makers. Mm-hmm. And with this time off, that they've had an opportunity to kind of put them in new roles and, and give them uh, extra opportunities to touch the football. And that's 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 big news for Alabama. Yeah, yeah, I feel like a stable of Jim Miller and and uh, Kendrick Law. I mean, you got them both on the field. It's going to be a challenge because you know you get the the home run threat with with Kendrick Law, and if you if you hand it off to Jim Miller, he he can break one as well. So you know there's a lot of a lot of continuity and a lot of different variances you can do with this offense, and I love it. You know I feel like Tommy Race has gotten stronger with his play calling as the season's got on as well. 
No doubt. And I think I think fans need to be patient with Reese. I mean, this guy's what, 31, 32 years old? Right. Yeah. I just I, he has a chance to be a really special coordinator. I, I think mm-hmm. I think in a couple of years, people's gonna be looking at him as maybe the best offensive coordinator in college football. So yep. I think fans need to be patient with Tommy Reese. I think he's grown, like you said, throughout the season. And I think you could even put him in there with, you know, the offensive line, the defensive line, and the growth of Milrow as some of the best or, you know, one of the better improvements throughout the season. Yeah. A lot of people were not happy with, with you know, the hire of Reese and a lot of noise outside of, of Alabama. You know, I've even had some Alabama fans or seen some Alabama fans who's like, man, why don't we get him? He didn't do much of anything at, you know, Notre Dame. But the thing about it is if the GOAT sees something in you and he wants you to be on your staff, I mean, who are we to to go against the greatest of all time who's done this and and it's saving? If he sees something in Reese, then then I'm all for it. And and he, you know, it took like you said, it took Reese a few a few weeks to get adjusted. Once he got into SEC play and learned the speed of the game in the SEC, boy, he he got it. He's got it down pat now, and this offense is clicking right now. No doubt. Hey, I, I want to get to this right here because I, we hadn't got to the defense really yet. And we need to mm-hmm. do that before yes. we end it because you have another live show to do at 8 o'clock, so we, we'll have to wrap this up you know, relatively quick. But Tristan says, I feel the, that the rest will help us with fresh bodies. Yes. Deontay Lawson, I feel, also benefit from being fresh. When Deontay Lawson is healthy, which he has not been, I don't know, since week two or week three, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not 100%. He's to me, he is the most gifted inside linebacker in the country. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. Sideline to sideline, physical in between the tackles, hitching the math, filling the gaps. I, I, there's not many guys better than uh, Deontay Lawson when he's healthy. So I, I just, I, I, I'm with Tristan. I'm glad he brought that up. I'm excited to see what, what Deontay Lawson, Trez Marshall, and Jihad Campbell can do because I'm not sure. Michigan has faced an inside linebacking trio like those guys. Yeah, I agree, Stacey. I don't think they've seen an outside linebacking group like ours either that can rush the quarterback each and every every down. So, you know, uh, and, and you know, we'll go back. You know, Michigan struggled against against Penn State. Uh, I forgot what what their good pass rusher is, uh, but they struggled with him, and now. They they've lost one of their tackles for the game because he's hurt. So I mean, they're they're all yeah. American tackle. I mean, they're best right. tackle. Yeah. So, so I, I'm with you. That that's there's an opportunity for Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell to eat against yeah. Michigan. Yeah, they're going to have to do some quick passes or, or something to just get the ball out. But if they're if they set up a play that's going to take you know three to five seconds to develop, they're going to be all over him, all over JJ. Yeah, I, I like I like Alabama's defense matching up with Michigan because, like you mentioned, kind of in the, on the onset, you know, Michigan does what Alabama likes to stop, and that's they, they want to play. If Michigan wants to play in a phone booth, bring it on. <laughs> right. Yeah. I will say this, and I, I want to. I, I don't want. I'm not. I'm confident Alabama's going to win, but Michigan's a really good football team. They they're more than capable of beating Alabama, but I think if each team plays their best game, Alabama wins. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone wins this game seven, eight out of ten times. So, but I will say this: their quarterback JJ McCarthy, when he's on, he's as good as any quarterback in the country. I mean, he is an efficient player. If you look at what he did early on in the season, I mean, he 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 was efficient, didn't turn the football over, 
and, and can make plays. And they got a couple receivers. Roman Wilson, a really good receiver. Mm-hmm. They're they're tied in. Uh, Colton Love, he's got a weird Loveland or something like that. Colston yeah. Loveland, something like that. He's a really good tight end. Over 500 yards receiving from the tight end position. Really athletic kid. So they have some playmakers on offense that J.J. McCarthy can find. But the fact that they don't have their their full offensive line healthy, the fact that their best tackle's missing, they're not going to be playing with a, with a leg injury, man, it, it could be a long day for McCarthy if, they, if they're trying to, to develop some long passing plays because Deontay, not Deontay Lawson, Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell, uh, Justin Aboyby has been a mm-hmm. sack machine this year from the yeah. interior of the defensive line. Uh, they, they could be in his face early and often. Yeah, I agree, Stacey. They, this is going to be a fun matchup. I, I really think Alabama uh, defensively sets up well. Uh, and, and if we do stop the run and they can't rely on on Blake Corm, you know, he, when he has big runs, kind of opens up that, you know, their their game a little bit and, and allows J.J. McCarthy to have some time to, to make big pass plays. But if we stop that and we force J.J. to – you know, to, to try to make some plays happen, that's when mistakes happen, I, I feel like. And, you know, and, you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to play, you know, to, to get on before the game. I'm going to do a bold prediction real quick. I'm going to say Alabama has has two uh, interceptions in this game. Okay. They have two interceptions. Okay. I'm trying to get to the uh, – what the spread is in this game right uh, now. Last I saw, it was, it was uh, uh, 1.5. Yeah, Michigan's yeah. one and a half point yeah. fra- favorite right now. The over yeah. and the total is forty five. Alabama may do that by themselves, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but you know, I, I saw something the other day. I think the last like five games Alabama's played, they've been averaging like forty two points a game. Hmm. So, you know, they're they're often starting to click a little bit. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know what to think about the total. That's that's such a hard, the totals the over and under is so hard. To, I know it is to to kind of look at. Dude, Kool Aid's do a pick so bad, man. He is. He is. Yep. But he I had mean, the one. Truth is nobody throws at him. I mean, I, I don't blame him. You know, but that's allowed Terran Arnold to become pretty much a first rounder. I mean, there there's some mods that got him in the top ten right now too. So I, I do want to say this. This is not. This I guess it is sort of a little bit of inside information. Some people may know this, but there's a chance that that Terry on honor comes back. I know he hasn't completely. He hasn't. He's a redshirt sophomore. He's eligible for the draft. He's predicted to be a first round pick, so he probably should go. Mm-hmm. But he loves the college life. Milrow's already said he's coming back. He's best friends with Milrow. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked if, if Terry on Arnold comes back. I'm not saying he's going to. I'm just saying don't be shocked if he does. One thing about what you – you know, uh, about that, Stacy, about Jalen Milrow coming back, we haven't really had a chance to talk about it. But, I mean, the guy finished, what, fifth in the Heisman, you know, th- this past year. And the first – he didn't play one game. And then the first two, he kind of struggled. But, you know, like we said, he found his footing. He's got to be one of the favorites to win the Heisman next year. If coming back because he's going, he's going to have a full season under his belt of of off, you know, off season nothing to really. I know Julian Sagan's coming in, but I don't feel like Milrose done anything to lose his job. I think he can confidently say through the summer that this team is his, so he don't have to worry about what's behind him. He can just go out and with a clear mind 
and he can just show up, show out next year. So I think he's going to be one of the favorites. Oh, there's no question about it. There's no mm-hmm. question about it, especially if he plays well in this playoff and leads Alabama right. to a national championship. Mm-hmm. He will be the biggest topic of conversation throughout the offseason. There's no question yeah. about it. Right. I agree. I, the truth is, though, my gosh, we don't need him to play too well. I mean, he <laughs> he he lights it up uh, here in the semis and the na- national championship game. Yeah, they. I mean, the, the, them draft guys will be all over him. I know they, they may, may sway him a little bit, but you know, you know, I, I just to grow like you said, the growth of this team has been so incredible to watch this season. You know, so I I just have, you know, one of the biggest things that I still remember of that Texas game before we get off here is Miro missed two wide open wheel routes. Now he's connected on those. That's the growth that we've seen. You know, so we may have that opportunity again if we play Texas if we get past Michigan. And Texas takes care of, of Washington, and we have a rematch in the college football playoff national championship. We may have that opportunity again for a couple of well, wide open real routes, and I just don't see Milro missing them now. No doubt, buddy. No doubt. All right. Hey, we're fixing to wrap it up because Jake, like I said, Jake has another live show to do at eight o'clock. It will be streaming on this YouTube channel, so you can check it out here. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we do that, I want everybody to jump in the comment section now and give us your score prediction for the game. And also the score prediction for the other semifinal matchup between Washington and Texas, uh, so we can kind of see who you think is going to be playing for the college football playoff national championship. Was it January eighth, ninth, yeah. something like that? On a Monday for on some, a Monday. I, it's so stupid. Yeah, St- stupid. That's that's yeah. A, that's a topic for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. guys. Hey, that's going to wrap the show up. Thank you so much for watching. Been a lot of fun to interact with you guys in, in the the live chat. You want to uh, do our picks real quick? Uh. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Drop drop your score prediction real quick, Jake. Uh, I'm going to say Bama wins 35-24. Okay. And I think Texas wins uh, 38-28. to 28. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go. Alabama wins 38 to 21. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is going to surprise a lot of people, but I'm actually going to pick Washington to win. Oh, nice. I th- everybody's talking about Texas like a like it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to win. Um, I'm going to go with Washington winning uh, thirty to twenty four. Nice. So Alabama versus Washington in the national championship game. That'd be great. Forty seven to nine, Bama. God, I hope so. Oh my God, I wouldn't have to worry about anything. <laughs> you know, my guns would actually you know appreciate if that happened. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go through two cans of dip in the game. <laughs> So, all right, guys, hey, you've been a lot of fun. Can't wait to, to get, catch back up with you after the game. Uh, look forward to it. Y'all take care. Have a happy new year. We'll see you real soon. But until then, roll tide. Roll tide.